Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. And for about two minutes, Gemma was staring at me like I was supposed to start. No, because I was waiting for you to go, all right, like you always do when you get like the little, this meeting is being recorded. Like such a bossy old cow bag, isn't she? <laughs> And I was just waiting. I was waiting for my cue. But there is none coming. Have I shown you my gammy finger? Chippy broke. Chippy, tell 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 the listeners. Yeah, in the, yeah it looks. It's huh? uh, the can't see the bruising that goes up there and along there. How um, did you do it? I dropped my. Did I not say this last week? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Time my shit already. But when Chippy sent me a WhatsApp, I was like. Is she aiming to break every single bone? Yeah, I'm doing them. I'm starting on the right-hand side. And then I'm moving over. Um, I cleaned out the ducks. And I was wearing what I call a slop. Which is like a canvassy blue fisherman's jumper with two pockets at the front. No. Oh, I haven't got it with me. Um, I'll send a picture. I'll put a picture up in the Facebook group for the laundrettes to see me in my slop. They're really good. I can highly recommend if you do dog walking or outsidey stuff because they're kind of windproof. Right. But, but fabric. So it's like a good dog walking jumper. Anyway, it's got two pockets right at the front. And I'd been listening to a podcast with my earphones and I'd put the phone in my pocket. And the ducks had escaped onto the road. So we'd herded them back. I was like a crazy duck lady shaking the duck food with the ducks waddling. And then I put the duck food down and my brain had just went off to do something else. And I was scooping duck poo out of the bottom of the duck pond with my hands, as is the best way to remove duck poo. And I, my, I forgot that the slop had these pockets at the front. And as I leant over... I had just heard this sad plop sound and it was my phone just straight down into the duck pond. So I plucked it out immediately and, and threw it willfully over my head and was carried on. And then I was like, no, don't just leave it in the wet grass. You need to fix that. So I pick up the phone and I start running in my wellies out of the orchard now the orchard pathway's got an awkward camber on it and I slipped and halfway down to the floor I thought oh don't land on your wrist that didn't end well last time so I moved my hand round just as I hit the ground and my little finger and my ring finger went straight back I then stood up and I had such a mum moment I stood up, I was like, I need to get to, I need to get to Joe because Joe's in the house. This is really bad. I need to get to Joe. And I cannot be sick on the lawn. I can't be sick on the lawn because it's going to be a nightmare to clean up. I can't. So I just hobbled across the lawn, holding my hands, like keeping my mouth pinned shut, being like, just don't puke on the lawn. Once you get to the patio, it's fine, but not on the lawn. And then Joe just found me lying on the utility room floor. And I was like, it's 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 broken now i haven't had it checked it might not be broken probably, i think it probably is it looks- it's about i felt i felt 
I remember when I had my, when I broke my wrist. I don't know if I've mentioned that before, but when I broke my wrist, I um, the boys were standing over me as I lay on the kitchen floor, and I remember thinking, "This is bad for them to see because I'm clearly not okay." But they can't see me being sick. Like that will just traumatize them if I lay on the floor pale and then I puked. So I just kind of deep pregnant uh, labor breathed through it. But remember being like, I can't, I, I've just got to keep it in. And then when I went to the hospital, every single nurse and doctor I saw said, Were you sick? Were you sick? And I said, No. And they were like, oh, okay. And it's only, and then when I was waiting for them to reset it, they said, I said, why is everyone asking if I've been sick? And they said, oh, because that's one of the things you do as soon as you break a limb, quite often you're sick. And I was like, oh no, but I, I like, I, that was my main thing. I was holding it in. And so because I thought I was going to be sick on my lawn, I thought, Mm, that's not a good sign and anyway and it now I can't straighten it but everyone I can bend it but that's as straight as it goes so yeah everyone keeps saying to me I need to go to the doctor but they're not going to do anything they're not going to do anything oh that hurts I don't want to do that it's a bit late now really yeah and yeah it's fine so that's my injury here's Milo Obviously, uh, it looks very, um, for anyone watching, I'm still trying to send Gemma last week's video. <laughs> the Hampshire internet is, we had friends to stay at the weekend and they got involved. <laughs> at one point it said it was going to take 12,000 hours to upload on <laughs> And uh, literally it was like, you know, when, um, have you seen the internet meme where, a woman has taken a picture and she was like there was something wrong with the wheel on our plane so we all got taken off and now all the dads are helping and it's just a row of men yeah yeah of men staring out the window while all the women are sitting down and it was a bit like that because as soon as I said it says twelve thousand hours they were like up I wasn't not right to touch my not right something no. wrong something wrong there so um for anyone who can watch on youtube milo it's all looking very coochie cozy nook like behind mm. your desk there Gemma. yeah that have you that, moved your desk road? yeah because i i didn't i because you know because i'm me yeah. I, I wanted to create like almost like an autumn atmosphere for my youtube videos so i did have a question um because the listeners slash viewers are on the edge of their seat shielding my um to know whether i went to ride race or ride rush yes i don't even know this so i so i booked the two classes yeah that's chickened out and but i am going to ride race tonight so you went to, did you watch Ride Race? So yes, yeah, so no, what happened was, so I went into Ride Rush and I was like, oh, what's Ride Race about? Because it was the same instructor. And he was like, well, this is what has happened. I tell you why they've changed the names. 
Is it because people like you are so competitive? People had complained. <laughs> Who well, complained about what? That the classes were giving them anxiety because they were too. <laughs> and I'm only what? laughing because I'm like, shit, oh, is this me? Because... because of what? Because they were too what? People had complained that the classes were stressing them out because they felt like quite anxious because there was it was quite competitive. And I'm only laughing because I'm like, shit, are they referencing me? Have they had to change the whole schedule? <laughs> because of me. It is. It was fine before she turned up, they were saying. Yeah. Um, so was the one you went to basically like the one you always go to? Yeah. And ride race is basically just for you. Ride race. So they're not allowed ride. Are you? Like Monica. Yeah. About yeah. spin. 100%. My favourite Monica moment in Friends, which is the only time really that I do identify with her, is when uh, Chandler and Joey are moving out and they lose the duck and the chick in the table tennis, in their foosball table. Yeah. They can't break it up and she just strolls in. Does it? Yeah, that's, I identify so hard with that. So, um, I noticed that they put a new class on on a Friday afternoon, which is perfect for me, 5.30, perfect, right? So I booked onto it and then I went and checked it and they'd taken it off. So I phoned up the club and I was like, excuse me, you've, you seem to have deleted a class. And they were like, yeah, because we can't get anyone to teach it. And I was like, no, Fucking hell. What? No, I didn't actually say that. I was like, well, that's disappointing because I really wanted to do that class. I said, and I actually said, if you could just make a note of it somewhere that there would be really good take up, that would be great. Thanks. Oh my God. I can, do you know what I can see happening? <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. Next week, what is going to happen is you're going to be like, I've had to change gyms. And what will have happened is that at 5.30, you will have commandeered the spin studio and you will have gone full Monica because if anyone tries to join in, you'll be like, get out, go faster. <laughs> you know, when she's, what's she trying to do? She's trying to get Chandler fit or Joey fit. And she keeps, and she keeps waking him up really yeah. early. Like you're going to be like that in the spin studio. And people are just going to open the door and be like, no. Not for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it's her. Woo! Oh, you could woo. You could be a wooer. You should say, I know you're, you're down a, a, a trainer. I can woo. I'm ready. If you need me, 5.30. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am going to ride race tonight. Uh, did you watch any of the Queen's Funeral, do you think? I watched it all in yeah. a way. Yeah. I have some thoughts on it. Okay. One, it's very difficult to watch it with a five-year-old with a voice like a foghorn because he just stood with his nose against the telly. Um, the commentators would say, and here we see the, and then he'd go, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And then I'd be like, well, I don't know, because you've literally just spoken over the top of it. So we had that. I felt sad because I'm in my head, I'm sure that my dad would have been involved in some way I like to think that Kirsty Young probably would have interviewed him and 
that made me sad. And that also made me sad because I used to know who everyone is and what all the shouts were when you hear them shouting. Even though my mum reminded me, she was like, they'll be shouting these things. But because I grew up in a military family, that kind of thing always seems very familiar. But because obviously my dad's been dead for ages, it doesn't seem that familiar anymore. I love the fact, do, do you know why the Navy pulls the carriage? Yeah. I loved the fact that the Navy pulled the carriage. I can put it on. Um, and well, hold on a minute. The laundrettes might not know. The Navy pulled the carriage because when Queen Victoria, my mum said it was Ed- Edwards, but it was actually Queen Victoria. There was a huge storm, really bad weather, and they were the horses were going to bolt, basically, which seems unlikely because I used to ride parade horses and they like to stay together. But anyway, and they were also worried that they were going to slip over and they needed a huge amount of men. And it is primarily an army. The army do a lot in these parades with the Navy and the RAF, less so, and the Navy are fucking tough. So they got the Navy in to pull the carriage. Also, what I really liked is if you look at the, the, the Navy guys at the front pulling, you have six massive tall guys at the front and then normal size Navy people. And then in a V just in front of the gun carriage, they're all like 12 foot and stacked. And it was like, you've done some strategic positioning here of who's taking the weight. But so I really liked it. I thought she would have been really pleased. I felt really sorry for Prince Charles because I was like, imagine you've just lost your mother. You had a massive change of job. And now everything's being televised. Uh, so I felt sorry for him, but I thought they did it really well. I think Prince Andrew should have been sitting way in the back. Don't care if it's his mother. And I loved seeing Emma the horse. Also, yeah, Emma the horse. Possibly now. I would say I've done so well. The most of any horse in the world now. I, but, I like, I was like, I've done so well. I've yeah. shed the odd demure tear. Right. And then once you saw Emma, was it? And then I was like, why, 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 why? Why is that horse there? Why, why? Like that. And I was watching it on the BBC, which had minimal commentary. So he went, and this is blah. And that was it. The worst ugly crying came out. I mean, there was snots. It was like the a release, a release. And that was it. Then I was gone until the end. Luckily, that was quite near the end. I also want to give a big shout out to the Windsor Palace gardeners who did a bang up job with the flowers, laying them along the sides. And they did it all through the night. Beautiful. And the corgis made me sad. Um, But yeah, do you know what made me cry? We know that I don't cry very often. I mean, Emma and the corgis did make my lip wobble. Oh, the piper. When the piper turns and walks off, I'm not good with uh, bagpipes at the best of time. Again, it's a military thing, I think. Uh, But I literally, as soon as the piper walked off, I was like, oh, God. The first thing fat like military thing I went to after my dad died I was fine and then they were like oh we're going to go outside and there's going to be a piper 
like a snotty wreck. Luckily, mm-hmm. my sister, when I'm a snotty wreck, is tough as nails. So she was just like, get over it. <laughs> yeah. I, so I watched it again, the whole thing. And um, I just sat, I had a box of chocolates that I specifically got for the day. Whoa. And every time I felt sad, I had a chocolate. <laughs> until I saw saw Emma the horse but the the thing I think that I found really sad um was when they when when they took off the crown and the thing uh that made me sad because someone said didn't they she's she is going to heaven just as a normal Christian and I was just like yeah also but also interspersed with a lot of stress for the pallbearers, for the guy holding the crown, for the guy holding the orb. Like there was a lot of stressful moments, you know? The pallbearers was hand chosen and flown back from Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so the queen, um, did you hear what the queen said about her coffin? So they have to fly her about. Obviously. Anyway, so she, they they had a problem with like what was considered a regal coffin fitting in the plane that transports them. And they said to her, you know, because she basically did a lot of the planning, but like, you know, we've got a problem because this is the plane that will land at North Holt, which is the most, the easiest place, but the regalish coffin, it doesn't fit in there. It's the standard coffin that we bring, we repatriate soldiers that have died overseas in. And she said, if it's good enough for my boys, it's good enough for me. Stick me in that coffin. So she was in a pretty standard coffin. So I was like, yeah, you'd think she's she's not a big girl. She's in a standard coffin. You'd think it's fine. Let's stick the most expensive stuff heavy jewellery right on the top for you boys in case you were worried about it before like that it's bad enough thinking you're going to drop the queen but I'm sure she's kind of screwed in whereas no I think they were screwed on because I saw the guy they weren't just flopping about (laughs) we're just going to prop them on yeah don't worry just don't tilt it guys just keep it try and keep it straight also like having to walk that far behind and the fact that all the members of the household came out at Buckingham Palace, all the members of the household came out at Windsor, her aides walking in front of her coffin all the way. I mean, whether you like it or not, it's like, and the fact that she had, I was like, I'd forgotten that she had a piper that followed her around. It's quite an awesome job. Do you have? Do you have? Do you have an alarm clock? No, I have a piper. There's a piper who plays her bagpipes outside a window for half an hour every morning, nine to nine thirty, and then he goes in and goes upstairs, and then he's like with her all day in case she needs some pipes. <laughs> like she and her pipers are besties because. If the, if the if the occasion called for some bagpipes, they'd be there. That's why the piper plays the lament. The piper is with her all day. Oh, I'm crying now. So that's why, yeah, that's why the piper plays the lament and walks off. 
because they they spent all the time together. oh I thought that was symbolizing her soul going up to heaven no that's the piper's lament the piper is sad he's played her he stood us like he's played for every day that's sad So how's the West of the Week being, Gemma? <laughs> no, but do you know what really ticked me off is that the boys were being so annoying. They were like, it's boring. And I was like, you're never, you're probably never going to see anything like this again. I do think that Charles might be a bit, anyway, I don't want to become a, this, become a royalist podcast, but like, I was like, it's a big deal. I thought, I've already thought about a name for a royal podcast. Do you want to know yeah, what it is? Yeah. Royal tea. Royalty. Oh, I'll spill the tea on the royal tea. <laughs> Boom! Hosted by Gemma Bray. I have nothing to say because I don't know anything about them. I just like the name. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> Episode one. What I really think of Camilla. <laughs> Very beautiful in real life. Very and oh, and also she had a broken toe. So if anyone thought she looked a bit glum in the few days preceding it, she'd broken her toe. Um, yeah, I did make the two older boys come and sit down. I was like, this is literally why you're off school. Okay, so even if it's just for half an hour, you have to sit here. And Johnny came down all in black, bless him. And then and Tom Tom happened to be there when I lost it over Emma the Pony. And he just was like, oh, come on, mum, it'll be all right. <laughs> you don't understand. You know that when you're properly sobbing. You no, my kids were like, Jack, Jack was quite interested. Jack wants to know who everyone was, which I think was me being like, oh, I can't remember. Like I used to know all the regiments and stuff. And also one of the horses I rode was in the parade, but so we kept trying to spot her. And then, um, but the other two were like, mm. anyway, so they were being so annoying about it. I had to go upstairs to do a coaching call. And when I came back downstairs, they'd switched it off. And I was like, fine, I'm going to take the dogs for a walk. I've seen her into Westminster Abbey, uh, not Westminster Abbey, Windsor, St. George's. Anyway, so then I'm on my dog walk and I'm thinking about the Queen, you know, and, and what an amazing thing it was and all of that. And then I get a text message on the family WhatsApp group from Joe going, oh, the boys really like the Piper. We keep having to record it. And I was like, oh, now. Now that I'm an hour away over the hills, now you put it on. Now you're all cuddled up and enjoying it. Honestly. Yeah. Um, so, and to bring it full circle, I then went to spin. Obviously, it's what she would have wanted, Gemma. It's what she and, would have um, I didn't, didn't really enjoy it. It was quite sombre, actually. Hardly anyone went, and it was just all a bit... I was going to say... Last, we recorded last Thursday. It's now Thursday. Why has there been a week for you to do ride race? Oh, it's only one, once, once a week. Oh, no, Gemma. Mm. Once every Thursday at seven. Oh, oh God. So, yeah, so, you have one chance. One chance is what I'm going to yeah. say. But we also had a duck-related incident here. Um in the no last Friday, we had a big burst pipe on one of the roads, and all the water pressure in the in the village just dropped. Right. Yeah. Anyway, it was pouring down this road, right? And the ducks decided this was their new house, right? Yeah. 
So like this really main road, twisty, turny, fast, dangerous road. There's just these ducks. I think there was about 60 ducks. Just in the middle of the road, it's like, and as everyone's just like, well, what do we do? So there were people were like winding their way through these ducks. Um, and they were there for about three days. They were just like, well, this is our house now. Oh, I love ducks. You lot are going to have to find a different route into town. This is where we live. Do you know what? I love my chickens. My chickens are really cute. They're not mine. I'm, I'm going to have to give them back at some point. Um, I, and I do love them. And they're, they're cuddly. I love the fact they're clever enough to go to bed when it's bedtime. Ducks don't give a shit about bedtime. Oh, really? You forget to put the ducks to bed. You go out there at two in the morning. They're noisy as fuck. They're like quacking around. They're trying to get you to feed them. If you don't feed them, they nibble your feet. Like, Do they come in the house? No, because the dogs would eat them. They're, they're, of yeah, but they're if, in... if you didn't have the dogs. Oh, they'd come in the, they'd come in the house. They crap everywhere. Like they do not care. Um, but I also really like the fact that they don't care. And like, if it rains really hard, you can hear them quacking because they're so happy. We have this homemade filter system for the pond that's made out of a water butt that we've sawn in half and we've put a stopper on. We've drilled a hole with a stopper so that it's really easy for me to empty. And when I pull the stopper out, it just empties into the orchard because I'm pretty sure that's why my pumpkins, my pumpkins are basically too big to carry. They are huge. And I'm sure it's duck waste that has helped. Um, fertilizer. But if I pull the stopper out, it's you'd think it was Christmas. Like they swivel their beaks around because they can dig deeper in the mud to get slugs and things up. They're just such happy little, and my mum's like, they really are disgusting, aren't they, darling? Like, yes, they're now just swilling around in their own filth. So happy, so happy. And I used to have pet ducks called, I was telling Ben, because Ben was with me in the Daisy. car. Dizzy and Donald. Dizzy and Donald. And Ben said, which I thought was genius and has made me want to get two ducks. If I had a ducks, I'd call them cheese and quackers. Oh, Jesus. Like, yes, Ben, cheese and quackers. <laughs> like, we now have pet ducks. Like, <laughs> can you imagine you being like, Oh, no, we've got ducks. I love them. I can't imagine having anything else two weeks later. No, I gave the ducks away. <laughs> or I ate the ducks. Duck. I do. I do like duck. Oh, yeah. I did. Actually, oh, that made me think of something. I, I do like duck. I like Chinese duck. I don't like... I can live without any other kind of duck, but I do my like... Favorite, my favourite duck recipe is duck legs cuts like cuts for a while in um like a plum orange sauce so it's a no from me Gemma. well i'll have yours yeah you have mine and i'll have your mm, what don't you like that i like smoked salmon made by mine yeah and also like i can't have black pudding anymore because every time i think of it i hear chippy's voice going enjoy your scabs enjoy your pig scabs just go along and scrape some scabs <laughs> <laughs> sell them to Gemma um, I am on day hang on we're going to look at my app because obviously I've got an app for it 30 of no booze oh and do you feel better do you feel better 
Well, look, I never feel better. So for ages, I've I've toyed, I've toyed with giving up booze for ages. And uh, part of the reason that I never do is one, I have the willpower of a woodlouse. And two, I, I never feel better. But what my reason for giving up drink is one, I have the willpower of a woodlouse and I'd quite like to change that. And two, I, I always feel worse. So I think I assumed that if I gave up, I would feel better in that I would suddenly be like up at 5 a.m. skipping through the garden in my nighty, you know, written my best-selling novel. But the truth is, sometimes I can drink and feel fine. 90% of the time, as soon as I start drinking, my anxiety gets worse. I sometimes have physical symptoms, so I can feel sick, can feel headachey. Um, can feel really tired which I think could be to do with my medication because I shouldn't technically you, sh- you shouldn't really drink when you take an anti-anxiety medication anyway but um but we'll, we'll just skip past that part we'll skip past it but I just was like what what is the point of it it doesn't make me feel good mm-hmm. it does make me feel relaxed initially which I really love you know and I really like the the differentiation between adult time and child time or like I used to have a drink on a Friday night and I loved that feeling of sitting on the sofa and having a drink because it was like a physical full stop on the week yeah and I really miss that but then I was like it is like drinking poison and I'm not going to be one of these people who doesn't drink and is all like oh you shouldn't drink it that bit of poison because I loved it which is part of the problem just mean I I I just don't think I have a healthy relationship with it and so yeah I was a bit like there is no point in doing it like my sister will have a gin and tonic every night she'll just have one and she'll sip it like a grown-up and that's it whereas I just like sometimes I can do that sometimes I'll just drink a bottle sometimes I won't drink for months do you know what I mean and I was just like no point don't need it so uh I'm quite pleased day 30 and you can also repurpose the money on something else yes what I've done is I've repurposed the money uh by buying stuff I don't need yeah Um, I will probably um then end up selling for less than I bought it for on Vinted so that's good when I gave up smoking so when I gave up smoking cigarettes, must have been about five pounds fifty for a pack of twenty. I can't believe how much cigarettes are now. I know it's enough to make you not want to smoke. Nothing on God's earth will ever make me fully not want to smoke. I loved it anyway. That's crazy. About how so much ex- even is it? Is it like twenty pounds? No, is it? Last time I looked, twelve pounds. How much is a pack of Camel Lights? Well, you can get £2.50 off with your club card. Seems, that seems weird. Seems yeah, like... she shouldn't really be allowed to. <laughs> um, Sainsbury's, £14.30. It's, I changed it's... it then. I thought they used to be packs of 10 or 20. They, they... They don't do packs of 10 anymore. 
which I, it's, but all of this you see that was my initial reaction I was like but then I was like when I used to get drunk I used to go to the shop and buy 10 cigarettes but I wouldn't buy 20 and so now because they're 14 pounds 30 and you can't get a pack of 10 I don't do that anymore mm-hmm. so mm. it works mm. um well I remember I I, I think I, I smoked for about a week Oh, did you? Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, like, I don't think I did it properly because I, I don't. Oh my mum, when my dog got hit by a car when I was about six, my mum's friend came over and my mum had basically had to like shovel the dog off the road and was traumatised. And my friend's mum came over and got her a, a glass of whiskey and they sat at the end of the table and they were smoking. And I was a very annoying child. And I kept going, mum, 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 mum. I think I was older than six. Anyway, can I have a drive me a cigarette? Mum, 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 mum. And eventually she just handed it to me and she was like, right, this is going to make her puke. And then she's going to stop being so annoying. And she said, we watched you exhale it out of your nose. And then I was like, oh dear. <laughs> that backfired. Um, like it was the only thing I've ever been good at. I can roll cigarettes. I can. I used to be able to roll cigarettes one-handed. I, like it was my. I, I. It was my signature for ages. So I miss. Well, it. I remember back in the day, like in the nineties, late nineties, you used to go to like the club and they used to have the the cigarette machine. Two pound sixty. Yeah. That's Two pound sixty. And I was always really lucky because I don't do anything by halves, hence the not drinking. Um, And I didn't, I I looked up Camel Lights. By the time I stopped smoking, I felt I was growing up enough that I had stopped smoking ridiculous cigarettes and was smoking Camel Lights because I used to smoke Sovereign, which came in a black packet in the 90s, which is never a good sign. And my friend once said, Sovereign is the scrapings of the bnh uh, factory floor so i remember going in and they were always the cigarettes that they had in those machines they'd have sovereigns bnh milk cup Lights. and so i'd always be like yeah i'm gonna get my sovereign um but yeah and you had to have two pounds 60 and i remember when i used to sneak into the pub in cornwall and i was very underage making sure I had my £2.60 because you could only pay cash in coin no mm. change given no my I had a bit of an I had a bit of a tantrum today I know it's coming as a surprise because I'm so even tempered but I was trying to I was trying to find a bloody yodel have you ever sent anything yodel oh my god trying to find somewhere that does yodel in my area and it's always like can you go to this tiny news agents in a really rural area that you've never been to before that's got a really obscure name like can you go to Bray's on Cucumber Road in Rogate and you're like I I can try it's only a 45 minute drive anyway so I'd gone and this lady I'd arrived I checked it said yodel and I arrived and I said, I need to send this yodel. And she's like, we don't have a printer. Did you print it? And I was like, it says not to print it. And she's like, well, we don't do that. You have to go to Picard's. 
And I said, okay, where's Picard? And she went, <laughs> you're not local then. And I went, actually, I've lived here for 39 years and I used to come to this petrol station at five o'clock in the morning to get my fucking cigarettes when I was 14. So, and then everyone was quiet in the queue. And I was like, but I still don't know where Picard's is. And she was like, it's just, if you go to the roundabout and go right, then it's there. I was like, thanks. And then I was like, God, a what is wrong with me? A simple now, I don't know where Picard's is would have done. But instead you had to sass them about. What's been your positive of the week? My positive of the week. I mean, the, the, one yeah oh what's your positive of the week Gemma Bray um that's the we're starting to clear the forest I've been wanting to clear the forest for ages and ages and ages and we've got a very nice man who's who's doing really well clearing the forest we've got a load of wood some of it's already been seasoned that we can burn and we're getting a chipper tomorrow to chip Ooh. the rest so I'm really excited <laughs> what are you going to do with your chippers with your chips are you going to keep we're going to sell them you're going to sell them. I was going to say, you're going to put them on the veg patch to keep the weeds off. Maybe some of them now. <laughs> um, my positive is today, so no booze. That's a, that's a decent positive. Yeah. Um, just because, well, it's just things like I've had one of those weeks. One of those weeks, lots of people loved our Ruth shout out episode because I think they felt like everyone was having a bit of a week. And I've just had one of those weeks where, like, like I was saying, I went to just drop this yodel parcel off. I went to three different places until I found one. And I have so much to do. Like we've got stuff that I need to be working on and all of that. So I don't need to spend this much time driving around. Looking for Picards. Looking for Picards, which then didn't do it. They do every, everyone. So anyone in Winchester, Picards only do every. They've got a very good magazine selection, though. Um, so, um, yeah, and I just, the, I think the thing is, is that I've had one of those weeks, but what hasn't been a factor is um, feeling crap because I had one too many last night or feeling ill because I think I do have a slight intolerance to alcohol since having the third baby or feeling more anxious than normal because I don't need any help with that no do that and as 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 you approach a certain age chippy um which you will find is is it's just that's just not worth it really I knew you at this age and you were saying well, I'm perimenopausal I announced it the other day in spin. That was perimenopausal. I can't sit under this bike. I need to be under the air conditioning. I have bike number nine under the air. <laughs> I'm perimenopausal. And this lady next to me went, I'm jealous. I'm through the other side. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Why is she jealous? Because she's like postmenopausal. Yeah, isn't that better? All my friends who are postmenopausal are like, it is great. All my friends who are postmenopausal are just like. Oh, may, well, maybe she meant she's menopausal. She's menopausal and yeah. she's going through the flows yeah. of it. But yeah, I've, I've heard good things about, about being through the menopause. It's like, to me, 
you know, in Snow White or something where they look through a wooded glade and it's just a ray of sunlight and animals bouncing around. That to me is what post-menopause is like. Yeah, I, I did have a rant at my um, my womb area the other week going, I literally don't need you anymore. Like, why are you doing this? We don't well, need you to do what my mum said um, about when I went to the doctors because my periods were so bad and every fortnight that I had to just stay in bed for a week because I couldn't stand up without fainting. So I went to the doctors and my mum, who loves the NHS, but also thinks because she's in her 70s, so she does get quite a lot done on the NHS if she needs it. She thinks that's across the board. So she was like, well, darling, well, all the women in our family end up getting a, getting a hysterectomy, so you might as well just get that done now. Just tell them, whip it out. And I was like, um, no, I think 35 when there's no problems is a bit. She was like, well, you've used it. You've had all your babies. Just tell well, them I was just trying to just tell mine to like, just pack up and go home. Okay. We literally, you, you've done your job. Thank you very much. You're, you're wasting your efforts now. I feel like I really liked the idea that instead of telling us what you said in spin, I like the idea that you just suddenly leapt off your bike and shouted. I'm perimenopausal. <laughs> that's how, in my head, that's how it is. <laughs> oh, and, uh, say goodbye to the laundress, Jimmy. Bye-bye, everybody.